Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, a little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Today is Monday, February 6, 2023. This is episode number 186 with Crypto Chat with Chapo. Thanks for joining me today. I just had a fantastic uh, conversation with uh, Crypto Remora podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about crypto and NFTs and things of that nature. They're going to be editing that episode up very soon and posting that on YouTube. You want to go check them out. You can search them up on Twitter, the Crypto Remora, or also on YouTube. I'm probably going to be repackaging that uh, conversation because I think it's valuable for my listeners to hear as well. And I'll probably do that tomorrow or the next day. But it was a great conversation and it, it really, you know, centers me in, in kind of what we've been talking about on the show and the podcast for quite some time. Just the kind of the positive vibes of interacting with others on crypto Twitter and making connections with communities and other individuals that really have a passion in the space and two really cool guys. I really enjoyed the conversation. It was a lot of fun and I hope to have them on the pod here at some point as well. And I'd love to be back on their show as well, because it's, I just really enjoy talking about those things. So once again, my voice is still just a wee bit raspy and hoarse, and I've been kind of pushing the limits of my voice, uh, today as well. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me as I get those vocal cords back to that, their normal status. So let's take a look at the crypto prices today. And when I checked earlier, well, it wasn't the best day in number wise, but it does seem to be bouncing back a little bit from what I can see. Uh, Bitcoin is trading just 0.1% down, trading at 23,112. Ethereum is at 0.4% up, trading at 16,52. BNB at 3,30. XRP at 40 cents. And it looks like most of the tokens are really bouncing in between that around 2% up. Not many of them are there. Maybe 1% down still as we're doing this crab pattern in the crypto markets as we decide what is going to happen next. Avalanche trading at $20.36. Ethereum Classic down to $22.90. Aptos trading at $15.68, which is down 7%. I lied. It's down almost 15% in the last seven days, but it did have a nice little run. Which direction it's going to trend, I'm not really sure. Quant's looking pretty strong at uh, 140140, 140, Near still hanging in that $2.40 range, and it's not really doing much other than that. Uh, the graph, for whatever reason, today is up 12%. I'm picking up some steam with the graph. And I, I, I do think that's a strong token. I don't own any, but I do think that it's a lot of people are going to be using 
the graph as we move forward, especially with all of the interoperability that's going on across the crypto universe, if you will. And uh, Frack share is looking great at up 21% trading at 12, 15. That thing has hit an absolute wall going straight up. And I did own some Frack share for a while. I did sell it at about 25-ish dollars. And that was, when was that? Oh man, that was way back in April and I took some profits there, but it's, it's looking pretty strong at this point. All right, today I wanted to take a little bit of time um, and just understand that, that today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter because the old voice doesn't want to cooperate. And I'm trying not to put too much strain on it, but I do have a little bit of value to bring to you today on a protocol on, of course, and you know what I'm going to say, it's on Arbitrum. The buzz is, you know, pretty strong. Anticipation is pretty strong today in the Arbitrum community where there are some rumors. It, well, I don't know if you'd, it would be fair to call it a rumor. There is talk or hope anyway that there will be some sort of announcement on an Arbitrum token airdrop today. Well, just an announcement. I don't know if that's true. It doesn't, to me, it's not important. I've said that before. I think the most important thing is if you're really positioning for an ARB airdrop, just by the, the fact that you're interacting on, on layer two with Arbitrum is going to be enough for you to really get your uh, information alpha, if you will, early projects. You know, there were a lot of people that hopped into Arbitrum because of the airdrop. That would include me, but I've kind of made it a home because of all the great communities and great people that I've interacted with. And I just love Arbitrum. And, you know, I was contemplating uh, doing, you know, switching my podcast, which I mentioned before, at least doing one episode a week on near protocol. And I kind of drug my feet there because uh, the the momentum behind Arbitrum has really captured my attention. So, well, enough about that. Let me just cover what I came across this project. Once again, this is just, it's not financial advice. It's just me bringing you some information that I found interesting. Always encourage you to do your own research and check into these uh, protocols. So today's topic that I'm talking about is a TenderFi. And TenderFi is creating the best borrowing experience in DeFi, according to them, enabling collateralization and auto compounding for DeFi staples like GLP and GMX. And you can follow TenderFi on Twitter at Tender underscore Fi, which is F-I. Right now they're rocking about 3,700 followers and they're continually putting out information on their Twitter page. And they also have a working protocol that you can check out. If you go to tender.fi, you can launch the app and uh, connect on the Arbitrum network. And if you want to buy the token, this is not financial advice. You can buy their token, which is called, they're called Tendies or TND. And you can stake them. Let's see. I don't see that. They, I don't see the staking percentage right off the bat here because I don't have any 10 uh, TND 
but I'm just kind of researching it, but you can stake it and unstake. It looks like the total supply of attendees is 10 million. And so if you look at the market cap right now, let's see if that is on, not sure if it's on CoinGecko, but let's take a gander at that TND. Sorry, I'm pulling it up. That did not work. I clicked, I clicked the wrong button. Okay, it is on coin market cap, but they don't have a market cap rank. The token is actually up 5% today, trading at $3.92. So it's a little bit, I wouldn't say pricey, but it's a little bit more expensive than a lot of people typically enter in on the market. But I think it looks great in terms of the total supply. The all-time high was $4.75, which was just a few days ago. So it's lost a little bit of momentum, but the, the all-time low is 33 cents. So it's done a lot of work since that time. So I did want to tell you a little bit about the interface. I like the colors. You know, I know that's maybe not important to some people, but the user interface is important to me. Now, could be wrong on that, but I, I that's one thing that I checked. You go into the dashboard, it's a cool dashboard that talks about your net APY, your borrowing, the total supply, your supply, your borrow amount. So the, the, the supply APY for ETH right now is 7.9%, which is pretty darn good. The borrow for ETH is 9%. So, you know, there's a premium on that for sure. The supply APY for wrap BTC is around 7%. USDC is at 9.4%. USDT at 9%. DAI looking at a nice 13% in frac share. The supply for that is only 1%. So I do love the dashboard. You can earn by staking. You could probably earn, well, you definitely can earn by uh, supplying the assets. And then I just want to go over the white page before we wrap it up today. Their docs, it's not very long, but so it won't take me a long time to cover. Tenderfy is a decentralized open source protocol for borrowing and lending that is leading the way in innovation. It aims to provide support for auto compounding and collateralization for popular DeFi assets, starting with GMX and GLP. This is a unique and important aspect of the protocol as it allows for collateralization of long tail assets. Tenderfy's approach to borrowing and lending is what sets it apart from other DeFi protocols. So why Tenderfy? And this is, remember this from the notation, billions of dollars are locked in crypto assets that cannot be collateralized, including tokens, LP vaults, and derivatives. Their mission is to unlock the value of these assets by supporting them as collateral. So, a loving community, as our name suggests, the founding team puts care into everything we do and engaging our community is no different. The team is committed to doing everything we can to make the community of DeFi DGENs feel loved and cherished. It is a safe place for DGENs to share their passions, ideas, and interests, and they are de dedicated to Discord and, di and Telegram channels, more than just places to discuss protocol. We want our users to hang out, have fun, and and be included. And that's what I really love about Arbitrum, as I've said a hundred times, this is a community. The founders are uh, doxxed, so you can check them out. The team is fully open and public, and therefore they are 
highly incentivized to serve the best interest. So then they go into the supply, they walk you through how to supply, how to connect to your wallet, and gives you a step-by-step -step in those documents, which I really love that they do that for you. And it does seem pretty simple to do. Um, I don't think anybody should have any problems. They do the same thing through the borrow, walk you through step-by-step. -step. And now the liquidation, that's the big one. Borrow limit indicates the maximum amount you can borrow based on the value of the collateral you have deposited and the available liquidity. Borrow limit and equal borrow utilization at 100%. Liquidation will happen as a user's borrow position exceeds the borrow limit when the borrow utilization is greater than 100%. So the borrow acts as a visualized representation that utilization of the proportion of total deposit collateral against the total value borrowed assets. So essentially it's a visual indicator for you that can determine how close you are or how far from liquidation they are. So that's really key to keep an eye on. The lower the percentage of utilization, the safer the user's collateral. Borrow utilization uh, greater than uh, seven, less than 75%, relatively safe borrow utilization between 75 and 90. Please pay close attention to the positions borrowed between 90 and 95. So if you're, if you're in that range, you have a high risk of being liquidated and losing it all. To improve, you can repay the full amount or just a portion of the borrowed capital or increase your levels of collateral. And the liquidation happens when a borrows, borrowed assets amount exceeds the borrow limit. And then this signifies that the collateral assets provided are not fully covered, fully covering the borrowed amount as collateral factors. This can happen because of the change in value of borrowed assets or borrowed or supplied assets. So make sure that you're watching that closely. Your collateral ratio and assets collateral ratio is the percentage of assets that can be that can be treated as collateral. Stable coins have high collateral ratios, 85%, whereas volatile assets like BTC have lower at a 75%. You can borrow up to the products of your assets value and its collateralization or collateral ratio. And the threshold liquidation and assets liquidation threshold is slightly higher than its collateral ratio. If borrows ex exceed the sum of the product, each deposited assets price and liquidation threshold, then use, then the user will be eligible for uh, liquidation. In the future, they do plan on offering special NFTs that allow more favorable collateral ratios and liquidation thresholds. So the tokenomics for the TND tokens, protocol rewards and incentives will be paid in TND as the protocol develops. Uh, TND will impart additional benefits such as improved TL or LTVs, lower borrowing costs, and higher deposit rates. And as I said, there is a 10 million supply, so a low supply. And the TND is inherently a utility token that users that allows users to increase their leverage ratio on the protocol, participate in governance, and join the community. TND can be staked to generate an APY and secure the depositors against loss. Fees from liquidations will accrue 
to stake token holders with higher APYs given to tokens locked for a longer term. All right, so rewards and incentives. So we have the compound versus claiming. Compounding will stake your pending multiplier points and escrow TND awards. This will increase the amount of rewards you receive. Claiming will transfer pending escrow TND rewards and TND rewards to your wallet. If you compound or stake your escrow TND, TND tokens, you can unstake them for vesting at any time. So the escrow TND, which would be the ES TND, can be used in two ways. Stake for rewards similar to TND tokens or vested to become actual TND tokens over a period of time. Each escrow token will earn the same amount of escrow TND and TND rewards as regular TND token. Okay. So the vesting can be converted into TND tokens through vesting on the earn page. When vesting is initiated, the average amount of TND tokens that was used to earn ES TND roads will be reserved. So for example, if you're going to stake a thousand and you earned a hundred ES TND, then to vest those hundred, 1000 tokens will be reserved to vest to vest 50 TND, 500 TND tokens will be reserved. So, and ESTND tokens that have been unstaked and deposited for vesting will not re uh, earn rewards. Uh, stake tokens that are reserved for vesting will continue to earn rewards. All right. So, if a seller you or sells TND tokens and would like to invest their ESTND rewards later, they would need to rebuy the TND tokens. All right. So there are some multiplier points that you could read about in their documentation. And so a quick summary on that of TND earns ETH, ESTND multiplier points when staked, ESTND earns ETH and ESTND multiplier points when staked. So the multiplier points earns ETH when staked leading to higher TND APRs. And there is a diagram that you can check out and I'll throw that in the description as well. And the token distribution, 40% for community development. Then there's a distribution strategy for that. Advisors, 5% locked for six months, followed by a linear release over 48 months. Dow Treasury, 28%. And 100% of that is released immediately. The team gets 25%. Six-month clip, followed by a linear release over 48 months. And then for the angel investor, 10% percentage locked for six months, followed by a linear 48 months. And then they do have also some governance information too. So that's a quick rundown of TenderFi. Thanks for joining me today. I know the voice is a little difficult to bear today, but thank you for listening. As always, be in the present moment, be in the here and now, do something kind for somebody, learn something new, disconnect from electronics. And until tomorrow, this has been Chapo. Have a great day. The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.